Today, we're gonna talk to somebody who's got some unique product launch strategies, as well as ask him all the questions you've submitted about how to choose, hire, and scale a business using virtual assistants. He definitely knows about this since he has a community of virtual assistants that numbers over 1 million. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. What happens when you've grown your Amazon business as much as you can and don't have the time or resources to take it to that next level? Well, that's where Thrasio comes in. Thrasio acquires category-leaning FBA brands from small business owners just like you, and they specialize in taking your brand to new heights while you profit from the growth. With more than a 1,000 experts at the top of their field in brand management, growth marketing, creative, and supply chain, Thrasio's operating team can grow your business exponentially. Find out today how you can make tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, when your business is managed by Thrasio's expert team. Visit Thrasio.com slash Helium10 to connect with Thrasio. That's T-H-R-A-S-I-O dot com forward slash Helium10. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. We've got a, a serious seller here from the other side of the world. Uh, Saqib, assalamu alaikum. How's it going? Yeah, thanks, Tom. It's all good. Thanks for inviting uh, me. Thank you for uh, coming on again. And before we get started, we're going to do a, another quick story time. Part of this story you already heard, but but part of it you you didn't hear. But I think everybody might get a kick out of this. So as as people know, I went to uh, Pakistan for the second time uh, last month, and this time a different city in Peshawar. Now, um, the interesting thing is on my way back, so um, I was dropped off on the airport to, to go back. First of all, I need to give a shout out to the enablers, uh, complete enablers crew, um, the other Sakib and so many people um, had helped me. They helped me get the wedding outfit because uh, I lost my my vest and they took me to the market. They took me sightseeing. We had a great uh, seminar over there. And then I actually had a family emergency come up while I was in Pakistan. And then the whole crew uh, was able to help me to get like a special flight uh, to, to hurry home. So so first of all, thanks to your your team and, and, and everybody there. But Speaking of that flight that I got to go home, so I went to the airport. It was like one in the morning um, was the flight. And when I got to the airport, um, the Asakib's team couldn't come in with me to the airport because th there's a lot of security. So once I got in, I, I was by myself. And then as I was going through security, um, somebody you know came up to me and said, oh, uh, are you, uh, you're Bradley Sutton. And I was like, yeah. And I was thinking, oh, he must be part of the enablers group. Maybe they had somehow sent somebody in. And and then I was like, yeah. Um, and he's like, um, yes, I'm part of uh, you know Pakistani intelligence. And I was like, what? <laughs> what in the world? I was like, how did how did you know who I was? And he says, oh, we know everything. You know, we we know everybody who 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 comes through, and, and we were watching you ever since you got here. And he and he was like, he didn't have notes or anything. He was just looking me straight in the eye. Um, you know, you were here a few days ago, and you went to a wedding, and and you were um, uh, your sponsor is uh, Sakib Azar, and and he was telling me all this stuff. I'm like. Is somebody like like playing a trick on me? I'm like, what? What is it? How, like, how does this guy know all this stuff? But he was really cool, really cool. We were talking a lot. Um, he took me. He he like escorted me 
through security by himself and very, very nice guy. He, he, he helped me get into like the business lounge, even though I didn't have business class. And, and then he was just, you know, sitting there talking to me, um, talking about cryptocurrency and, and, um, he was asking about the enablers, but then he, he started even freaking me out more. He was like, oh yeah. So, so when you got here, um, it was Sakib who, who, who picked you up. Right. And I was like, no, no, no. Sakib hadn't arrived. He's like, no, 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 not Sakib Azar, Sakib Awan. I was like, how in the world did you know that? And he was like, well, we were watching you on the camera and we have facial recognition. And then so we rec uh, we were able to determine who it was who picked you up and they put the flowers, I mean, over your head. He was telling me all this stuff that happened. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so, so crazy. But the story doesn't end there, Sakib. So I go back to the United States and I get to the airport. Usually I just fly through security. I have this special thing called global entry where I don't even have to like, check my passport. I just check my eyeballs. And like, I'm like, it's like the highest level of, of like pass passing once you go through customs. But as soon as I got through, they stopped me for the first time. I was like, okay, uh, Bradley, we need to take you to secondary uh, checks. And I'm like, what, what's going on? And then some officer comes out. Now this is crazy. I had never seen this kind of officer. He didn't even have a uniform. He just had like regular clothes and like a gun on his, um, on his belt and then a badge, like like you see in TV, like a, like a police badge. And he took me into this back room, and there was all a, a bunch of people looking uh, looking like him. And he just started asking me all these questions about about my trip, like what were you doing there? Whose wedding did you go to? Where did you speak at? How old is the person who did the wedding? What is your social media? What is the person's wedding you went to? I mean, I was just like grilled, and so it got me thinking. It's like, you know, a lot of this stuff. Um, and this is part of the reason why I, I like to visit Pakistan because on both sides, it's like not normal that a, a foreigner or an American person goes. That, that's why they were especially watching me over there when I went to Pakistan. That's why when I come back here, I must have raised some red flags. They're like, why in the world is this American guy going to Peshawar of, of all places? And so my, my, my hope is, Sakib, that one day we can make it more normal that, hey, more people are going to Pakistan. This is not like a dangerous place. But anyways, uh, <laughs> what do you think of that story there? Well, that's exactly uh, what perception is all about. What the people sees in, in social media or the TVs or the news, which obviously it's all about the news who, who portrays Mm -hmm. uh, like how the Pakistan is and all that. But that's why the main, one of the main objective was to come here and spend time with these people, the way you were dancing and all those, there wasn't anything <laughs> like, uh, we felt you like home and the people mm -hmm. are really, uh, really know how to, to look after the people who comes from the other countries. Yeah. So the whole purpose was to, to build a positive image uh, of Pakistan. You could have explained all of this, which you explained here to the people online, but bringing you here in the ground was to show to the world that yes, it is a safe country. Whatever mm -hmm. we have been told in the past was not true. It was just one, one news can make the whole country like what is going on there, which wasn't really a true. So uh, that's what the, uh, the whole purpose was. And I think it, it's, uh, it's really thank you to you to coming in Pakistan and, and sharing your experience and also building a positive image because it's not just our efforts, but I think people who like you took the courage to come and then second time and like yeah. nonstop without resting was really appreciated. Yeah. Well, well, again, the hospitality was incredible and, 
and I told you this when I went there that um I told Kevin King that that Pakistan wants him to come and he actually would have come with me he said this time but it was exactly during Christmas and he was already uh, had already planned a trip with his wife but 2022 Kevin if you're listening you already committed to going to Pakistan in 2022 so I'm going to make sure that you you stick to that now now um we're not here to talk about all my my traveling uh stories and things like that we want to talk about some strategies and uh, I wanted to bring you back to the show because a lot more and more in, in our Helium 10 Facebook groups and people sending messages, they have a lot of questions about hiring a virtual assistants. And, and you probably are, are one of the ones who, who know more about this than almost anybody else. As a matter of fact, your Facebook group over there, Enablers uh, Facebook group, just crossed the 1 million uh, members. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, guys. There's 1 million members of this Facebook group. So... I'm just going to give you tons of questions that I've I've been compiling uh, from different Amazon sellers, and let's just go ahead and hop right into it. The, the first thing, um, in your opinion, for an Amazon seller, you know, regardless if they're in Europe or, or USA or wherever, what would what should be the first thing that maybe somebody should consider outsourcing? You know, to a virtual assistant, like you know, should it be from day one the the product research or, or as uh, you call it, product hunting? Should it be the customer service? Should it be graphics? In your opinion, is there a one thing that's like, hey, this is the logical first thing that you should outsource? Well, obviously, uh, being as a seller and also uh, as a new seller, it is very important for you to select a product which can be uh, which can be a product which goes crazy during the times and all that. So it's very important for the person to, to have a dedication against your Amazon accounts. So if you are working, if you are doing a job, if you are doing a business, then it's not really a part-time business anymore. We have seen it's very competitive and it requires a huge amount of efforts in order to bring your business to the level where you were expecting. So if if you feel it's all about hours, basically, how you can buy hours from the people and then use your hours to another time or, or other productive time, you need to see, you need to scale this up uh, down the line. How do you scale this up? It's always one person will never be able to scale things up on their own. Yeah. So you cannot be good in content writing. You cannot be good in graphic designing. You cannot be good in product hunting. You cannot be good in product sourcing. You can be good in one or two things. So always have people who are good and master on those things. Rather, you say, I want to save costs and I'll do what I feel is right for me. Well, obviously, you're hiring a person, you are hiring an expert who has a, has a master's of those skills. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you must have your own knowledge before you even hire a person, because then you can judge an individual to see that how this person will perform and set some objectives accordingly. So that's that's really becoming an essential, the way these markets are going towards you. You need to have... Uh, those people working for you who are having a strong backup support. So, for example, if you hire a virtual assistant, what you should be looking at is the person. If this person gets stuck, how many people will be able to help him? Uh, what sort of community he would have? Where he is going to get support from? What portfolio does he have? How many products has he launched? I'm the I'm the one who's just launching this business first time, and I haven't launched any product yet. 
But what about this person who has already launched 10 plus products? So he, this guy has more experience of launching products than me. So should I launch on my own or use the one who has launched 10 plus products? Because he would have more exposure and more better approach than me. Mm-hmm. So hence, this is really now becoming a, an important part for any seller to hire virtual assistants because these guys are managing multiple accounts and these guys have gone into multiple problems. So if you are launching a new business as an Amazon seller, you wouldn't have even launched a product. So this is really a new for you. So, but for the VAs who would have controlled many scenarios. So that's why we see it's becoming a need for people to scale things up and also uh, to ensure that they are not the only one doing everything, but the people who are doing behind the scene are the experts one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you actually, you actually answered a little bit of what was going to be my second question is, you know, in your, in your community, there's tens of thousands of virtual assistants. There's tens of thousands on, on Upwork or, or Fiverr or things. So you talked about, Hey, trying to vet, Hey, what kind of backing do they have? Are they part of a community? But what are some other things on how we know the good from the bad? Because Hey, let's face it. There's a lot of bad uh, virtual assistants out there. There's a lot of good ones. I'm a new seller or I'm an experiencer, regardless of my experience as a seller, what are the questions I need to ask or, or what are the background checks I need to do? Or should I maybe give them a test? First of all, how can I weed out the good from the bad? Yeah, actually, uh, if you see uh, enablers, obviously, is, is one of the largest platform has created a certifications. So in, in order for you to validate someone's um, someone's skills, someone's uh, any any work which they have done, that certificate not just gives you a, about skills authentication, that certificate gives you authenticity about their ethical behavior, about their English language skills, about the communication skills, loyalty skills, how they present and all that. So it's all about a person who is capable to manage an account and work with the people who are not in their country. So that, that's really the certification is all about. So the people who are willing to hire anyone from Pakistan can always validate their certification, enablers.org slash certificates, and then see the people, does this people exist? Does these people are actually clear the certification? So that's one way. And then obviously the second way is what the question should be asked from the virtual assistant uh, from the seller, that is the first question should be drive me with numbers. If I'm investing X, Y, Z amount of money into my US launch, UK launch or wherever, then how are you going to drive this with profit and loss balance sheet? So if you say, I want you to provide me a proposal, he would provide you the proposal, but proposal should con- conduct a numbers accordingly. So three months, we will be burning, three, three, four months, we'll be doing marketing. And then six months, we may come to break even. And then this is how we'll scale things up for the next two, three years as a roadmap. If an individual is providing you a roadmap, then that makes sense because he knows where your business is going to be or where he wants your business to be in the next two, three years. Rather, you just say, this is the product and manager. You don't want a robot. You want a person who can drive your business, who can drive your roadmap or who can build your roadmap as a new business. Because at the end of the day, it's a win-win for you and him. At the end, it's your asset. If you're doing a private labor or it's your account. 
and his job is to to make you profit to justify his role and then justify maybe a profit sharing between each other so this is really you see how people present you because at the end they are going to be selling in a foreign markets and you will be communicating with them and the other thing is how do you validate their skills is from their certification and certification has been really thorough and uh, it's very difficult to pass because it's not just the skills but also grooming and personality and a lot of other things are a part of those certifications okay interesting so so in summary right there guys there's a couple things that that hopefully you took away from this is check their certifications but don't just you know look at a resume you know anybody can just write down certifications there's ways most you know certifications, even Helium 10 Academy certification, you, there's a way to validate. If they say, hey, I'm enablers certified, validate it from the enablers website. If they say they're Helium 10 certified, validate it from the Helium 10 website and also LinkedIn. Or you know, if they're if they say they're val- um, they're uh, certified with Microsoft uh, uh, the Microsoft training course, you can validate that as well. So that's that's a that's a very good point. And then also the the second point that that I got from there is is you know. Try and go for people who aren't just saying, hey, yes, I'm going to find you a product uh, within a couple of weeks, but go for the people who are giving you a, a more detailed business plan and, and outlook. I, I like that. Now, I know the, the answer to this next question is, is the answer is it varies, but wh- in general, I, I'm looking to hire my first virtual assistant maybe to help with uh, managing some of my PPC and my customer service and perhaps doing some extra keyword research and product research. What am I looking to pay uh, per hour? Um, uh, if I if I'm just starting, I'm not a big corporation. I'm just a, I'm just a regular seller, maybe making you know ten thousand dollars a month or something. So I'm just looking for more of an entry level virtual assistant. You know, am I paying ten dollars an hour, five dollars an hour, two dollars an hour? What's the going rate? Well, it's all about monthly efforts. So it's basically you're not hiring a person for an hour. You're saying let's mm-hmm. manage this for a month because then you can't. Well, you can't judge a person for an hour. You will need to have him for a month or two to to understand his abilities to to change the to change your business into more profitable through PPC. So um, I guess the the entry level are around about between three to four hundred a month, and the pro level are going to five hundred to six hundred. Uh, a month from uh, from Pakistan, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what the agencies are currently charging. Okay. Now, speaking of pay, you know, I, I don't know about the Philippines, but I know in Pakistan, if I'm not mistaken, there's no PayPal um, or some other services. So, so if I hire a, a virtual assistant uh, from Pakistan, how? What's the method of payments that that uh, I would be able to do? Uh, well, well, the, the many of them uh, do manage to get PayPal anyway. Uh, but uh, if, for example, if someone do not have a PayPal, then uh, as a Payneer is is another account which obviously gives you a wide transfer bank account details, and it's a U.S. bank account which can be used to to pay from bank to bank. So and then that can be withdrawn in Pakistan. So that's another way of doing it because everyone would have a bank account in in U.S. who can pay it. But usually, every freelancers. And uh, every service provider uh, does have a PayPal these days in Pakistan. Okay, good to know. Now, you know, so, something that people have, have asked me is like, well, you know, th- this person, as far as I know, they could be like taking some product research that I'm paying them to do and then sharing it with some other Amazon seller. So at the end of the day, I know there's no way to just completely safeguard yourself, you know, from that. They're not working in the same you know, room as you, you can't see what they're doing or check their web browser history. But 
Is there something that may help? Like, should I have them sign a confidentiality agreement or should, should I make some contract that says they don't do that? Or what are some ways that sellers can protect themselves so that hopefully this doesn't happen too much? <clears throat> well, um, obviously you can't judge the mentality of uh, any individual. It can happen anywhere, uh, mm. but uh, to protect it, it should be protected through NDA, which is non-disclosure agreement. Uh, that should be part of your uh, of agreement. We've also shared some templates in our groups, which can be used uh, in order to uh, ensure that can be used as well to to secure both parties, basically. So those standard templates uh, have some terms and conditions which should be used. But usually, we recommend NDA is the way to go as the first step. Okay. Um- would do you suggest doing kind of like a trial or like a, a tryout uh, for somebody before you just go go ahead and say, hey, you're going to be hired for three months or or a certain time? Like, is there a test that you suggest giving or or like, hey, give them a a special project, or you should just go ahead and after vetting them, go ahead and just just hire them? Well, in order for you to test it, you must know your your skills are good enough to to judge someone. So if you're hiring someone, you you I assume a person should know already this to judge it, or um, how would you know the approach would be? It shouldn't be like yes or no thing. It it all depends on the scenarios which occurs and how an individual deals the scenario. It's not really the book thing that what will you? It should be based on the case studies type of MCQs can be given. Rather say the difference between negative keywords and all that. So um, that sort of scenario you should be able to to create yourself or not. Then you can always outsource it to get those scenarios and get this check to ensure this person is good enough uh, for your business or not. Okay, good to know. Um, now. There's all kinds of of virtual assistants out there. There are some who are specialists in in graphics or specialists in PPC. There are some who are A to Z, like, hey, we're jack of all trades. What do you think uh, somebody should hire, first of all? Should they go first for the specialist, like, hey, I'm just going to hire somebody for PPC, or it's more beneficial to get somebody that knows kind of like a little bit of everything, the whole entire process? Uh, well, uh, these days, the individuals are not really the one pitching more towards uh, businesses, but creating agencies. So when they offer A to Z and those sort of things, they have a complete team of doing behind the scene. So which means they can manage everything. And you should always not be relying on an individual to avoid risk. So you can have an agencies doing it for you where the number of people and the complete structure is in place. And those virtual systems has created those agencies between themselves. So if one gets stuck, the other person is available. It's a company taking responsibility rather than an individual. So uh, that sort of contract should happen more often to avoid more risk than hiring just an individual who you have never been uh, know before or giving an access of your account. Okay. Now, um, you know, you talked about different forms of payment uh, as far as, hey, paying somebody hourly versus monthly. And then you also mentioned kind of like, you know, maybe profit share, revenue share. For, from the virtual assistant side, what do most virtual assistants prefer? Just just a set salary monthly or, or they prefer the profit share or what, what in your experience, what, what have you, what do you see? Usually they prefer a salary base. So because it's an, it's, it's a kind of employee for, for any company who are running a business because so, the profit sharing comes like after five months, six months, or sometimes even more. So they don't want to wait for six months. And then once the six months happening, then the person is saying goodbye and all that. Then this person just lost their six months. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So it's, it has to be uh, secure from both sides. Uh, and uh, those sort of things uh, preferred by VAs to ensure they get monthly payments uh, time to time. And uh, and then profit can be when the, the profit occurs in terms of slabs. So usually what people do is before going live, they charge X amount of monthly fee. After it goes live, then they charge X amount of monthly fee. And when the, the product comes in the profit, then they change the slabs to just based on the profit maybe. So that's how uh, sort of uh, slab works to secure uh, all parties. Okay. Um, what are some some bit uh, uh, mistakes or horror stories that you have heard uh, from Amazon sellers doing the wrong thing or getting the wrong virtual assistant? Like what are some things that, that sellers should avoid? Like, oh my goodness, I gave them, you know, full admin access and now my account got related to another account. I, I don't know. I'm just making up things right now, but, but what are some, some, some things that, Hey, sellers need to avoid that, that you've seen mistakes that people make? Uh, well, uh, giving access to an individual without uh, having uh, hands-on knowledge of seller central is always risky. So the people who sometimes uh, do make uh, false promises uh, and, and just to gain, get client and all that. So this is something uh, should be looked at. And the, we've seen many places um, where the people saying we are hired a person in Pakistan and do not hire and all this. So it, it's not about Pakistan. It can happen from anywhere. It can happen. If I hire a person from US, then if that person didn't deliver, then I wouldn't say do not hire a person from US. It's, it can happen from anywhere around the world. But I would say, do not hire a person from this company or do not hire this person because this person didn't deliver, but there are thousands of other people from the same country are delivering better than this person. So that this sort of mindset also needs to be improved from the people who, who get uh, wrong uh, services from, the, from an individual, then they end up blaming a country of this, which is yeah. not uh, recommended. So speaking of that, like just in general, not just necessarily from Pakistan, but in general, there's a lot of misconceptions about virtual assistants. So what are, in your experience, what are some of the biggest misconceptions about virtual assistants that maybe you, you can um, you can clear up, things that you've heard? Uh, well, misconception is like uh, uh, they are really begging for work and they have no clue what they're doing. Uh, these sort of misconceptions are there where the people feel you can get the cheap labors from Pakistan. But if you want a quality, uh, if you want your business to drive, then you must pay uh, a decent, handsome money to, to the people. Usually even when this comes like uh, based in South Asia countries, you can get cheaper labor there and, uh, and then go on. But quality comes with the price. And uh, that's something a perception needs to be changed all across the world who are hiring people as. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you talked about, you know, having the group of a million and, and how fast it's grown. What are, how in the world has it happened? Like, I remember when I first started at Helium 10 almost four years ago now, there was no such thing as enablers, you know, there was no group. And then so less, you know, two, three years, uh, a group of 1 million and, and, and you have so many offices where we'll talk about that, but how in the world did it happen so fast in Pakistan? Like, is it because, you know, is, is the government helping, uh, helping to promote, um, it, or is it just the, the people were just hungry for this. And as soon as they saw the opportunity that they seized it or, or how did this happen with zero to 1 million in two years? 
Uh, well, it was all about uh, to ensure let's not hide anything because we always seen uh, that you can always share, always share strategies uh, and all those things by paying a course. But what we did is let's just share everything into this group. Let's just uh, help people. And when the people start seeing those free help in this group, then they just they become a revolution where the people just starting to join on uh, thousands of people on daily basis and just massively growing because the amount of support which was given in that group is where you ask a single question and you get an answer within 60 seconds. And no matter whatever the time is, it's just all across the world where we have hired the team who are helping and those experts and ensuring the answers are being given. And also uh, people were hunger. People did have hunger for, for this and the COVID came in when the, everyone gets stuck and the e-commerce industry just boosted in like crazy uh, than ever in the history where we saw then the spikes happen and the, the, the amount of scaling which we have been doing in Pakistan and around the globe was, was massively. It was all about not just scaling, but also maintaining the quality as well to ensuring looking after the people who are based in this group and making sure they're getting the enough support. So it's like a, uh, it's like a revolution which comes three and three and a half years ago. And then yeah. it becomes a movement which you have seen from your own eyes when you have attended these seminars and all that. This is not normal and that does not happen anywhere around the world. So this was the, the aim was to make a Pakistan as an e-commerce hub. Because the world has been known by many other places, but the Pakistan image was not really be known as based on the technologies or anything. And that was the aim. Let's make Pakistan as an e-commerce hub. Let's show, to, show this to the world that we are the people who have skills and can achieve anything. Hence, you are asking these questions today. And hence, yep. these efforts are, are being put in place to show to the world, which cannot be ignored where now millions of people are into one platform and then they are uh, willing to change their lives. And also uh, it's a win-win for everyone, for the country, uh, because the country is minimizing the unemployed force to the skills force. And as well as uh, they are creating more opportunities for the people when they get success. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Talk a little bit more about the the enablers. Like you, you actually have physical offices, uh, training centers, um, kind of like even incubation. How many offices now in Pakistan do you have? Like physical locations? Uh, we have thirty now, uh, all across the world. Thirty, and like how many people are going through these offices, getting training, like on a daily basis or a monthly basis? Well, in the last year, in two thousand twenty-one, we had uh, two hundred thousand people, uh, more than 200,000 people just came in uh, to visit these offices and asking, how can I do it? And we've been helping free to them and providing those counseling and question answer sessions has been happening. So that that's really uh, happening from the last one year. And it was a little lower than the previous, but last was really crazy. Okay. Now you mentioned like, you know, there's the enabler certification program. So, you know, I'm an Amazon seller. I'm listening to this podcast. I'm like, okay, let me go find somebody and let me, they got this certification. What led to that certification? So like talk a little bit about, you know, what is the core, you know, does that course cost money? Like, or do these, um, 
service providers who who take your uh, certification course? Do they have to pay money? How long is it? How in depth is it? Is it just you know like subject by subject or A to Z? Talk a little bit about how it works. So it's 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 these certifications are for the enablers bootcamp members. Bootcamp members are the paid members for enablers who are getting paid trainings from the mentors and getting support throughout their journey, face to face or online. So it's like a premium support which they get, and uh, and those guys are able to to pass those or or attempt those certification because we don't want them to say we are enabled students we have taken this bootcamp hire me that doesn't work because we don't know that your skills did you understand the skills or did you manage to launch it or not and those certification gives you a questions about the knowledge which you have learned about Amazon private label wholesale. Drop shipping and or and, and sort of those models, and as well as judging your personalities, how you overcome, or how you judge, and how you take actions in certain situations or scenarios, to understand your ethical behavior, and as well as understanding your loyalty towards your work, your your passion towards work, your dedication towards work, your portfolio, and all this. So once you know all of this and clear this up. Then uh, you dis- you get published on enablers.org slash certificates where the people can see that this guy has been uh, this guy has taken a training properly with the bootcamp after spending a few months and as well as now clear the certification, which means he has an authenticity to to prove he has the skills. Okay. All right. Now, you know, we've we've interviewed different uh, ones uh, that have gone through the enablers program, you know, like um, Salman, you know, Saleha, I remember uh, somebody that maybe we haven't mentioned here on the podcast. Can you tell of a success story uh, of not an Amazon seller? We, we've done those. But those, you know, somebody who's like, hey, in the last year, they've managed 10 accounts and and they drove X number of sales for their clients. Does any does any uh, recent um, example come to you, come to mind? In this, one of the example we have is the guy is 19 years old, is really good in English, he's really good in everything uh, in terms of skill set and all that, which he is now managing almost uh, almost 34 accounts uh, all across the world. And he has uh, told me a few days ago, 27 people working for him. So he has hired 27 people in the same city, which he's, he's based on. And then he he has just turned 19 years old. And I, I recommend you taking his interview as well uh, and uh, understanding his journey. All uh, he learned was when he had an accident where he couldn't move his leg from the bed. And then from the bed, he just started learning all of those skills and then become the master of it. And then he just grown so rapidly in the last one year where he managed to hire 27 people. Wow. Amazing. Now, um, you know, your your team there um, train on all, it's not just Amazon USA, you know, they're, they're, they're training for Amazon UK and, and UAE and, and Walmart, you know, now and, and KDP and, and many market, many international marketplaces. So in your uh, recent experience uh, with, with your students uh, and the, the service providers that you now have under you, where do, are they seeing like the most growth or where is there the most demand these days for uh, expansion for for hiring virtual assistants? Is it still just, you know, Amazon USA and UK or or do you see some of these other marketplaces kind of gaining ground faster? 
Yeah, it is. It's not just Amazon UK and US anymore. It's uh, it's other work, other marketplaces as well, uh, such as uh, Japan, Germany, uh, Europe, and those sort of UAE uh, and Gulf marketplaces are emerging where the people are really uh, hitting hard. And as well as uh, Walmart is really rapidly growing, uh, which is the uh, which we have seen is the largest growing market in US yeah. in Walmart, not the world, but in US it's growing really rapidly. Etsy is another marketplace, which is a handmade products usually from Pakistan, uh, can be really uh, available there. So uh, we're obviously now going to uh, different marketplaces like Wayfair is a is very good marketplace, merging in UK mainly, and obviously eBay. Uh, is a core after Amazon. That's something we are teaching to do to our students who are managing in UK as well. And there are some local markets as well, based in Pakistan, France, and all those. Okay, interesting. Now, again, you 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 guys you have such a a, a huge team there, and they can you know they can. Uh, you know, see what is working, what is not working. You know, one thing that's a, a popular topic nowadays is, hey, you know, since now uh, Amazon is now frowning in the terms of service against, you know, search find buy and, and rebates and other kinds of launch that people have been doing for years, your R&D team developed something interesting, kind of unique, what I saw. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was called like a smart private label launch or something like that. And, and it was using some techniques that I've never heard of before. Can you talk about what you're teaching your students about this this new unique way of launching products that are actually more expensive than than what you would normally do? Uh, yeah, I mean the purpose was to uh, doing this that as we've seen PPC cost has been going high. So in order for us to ensure that we gain the maximum profit by launching um, a new product. Uh, an expensive product. So the, if you're launching a product which is uh, $60 to $90 price worth of uh, selling price, which actually you don't, you don't need to sell too many units. All you need is to sell two to three units a day because then you can make the same amount of profit which you can potentially make by selling 15 or 20 units a day to the product, which is 16.99 or 14.99. Mm -hmm. So that's why we recommended launching a product which can be used who those products who have a compliance. So for example, if I would say to a new seller, let's launch a product which is in gated category. A lot of people will say, I, I will not go this because it's too much hassle to get compliance and certifications and all those. But for us, uh, we, we encourage people to take pain, take hassle, because that's what it's all about. And that was the whole purpose of launching high prices product because you can then gain more profit by spending less PPC cost. If you're selling $16.99 or $14.99 products, you may not get as much profit as you would get in the high price. So this was the whole aim behind it. And uh, we just recently, our research and development team has launched many successful launches because once we launch those products, then we release those product hunting criteria for the people to use this to minimize their risk. And that risk uh, is, is not for the people. The risk will be for us because we, we understood what sort of products to launch and then release this in the public. And that sort of we are encouraging these days to avoid bigger risk 
all you need is just to get 40, 50 units and then go live rather than 500 units and, and 600 or 1,000 units. And then you end up waiting too long and also uh, putting your stake on hold if the product does not go as planned. Okay, so like 40, 50 units and then a price over $100. What what are some of the other characteristics on, on what would make it an opportunity? Like, are you looking at, uh, you know, 40, 50 units and then you're, you're doing the ocean shipping taking three months these days, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a hassle. And then, so. That's uh, also recommended that the weight should be less than five pounds and the size should be less than 18 uh, centimeter, less than 18. So because then it cannot be handed as a, as an oversized product. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it, it can be a product which can be shipped via air. We're still mm -hmm. recommending to ship via air and then you can still be able to make money. The DDP cost, which is delivery duty paid cost, which we are recommending in this product hunting criteria is $20. So from China or from wherever you're sourcing from comes to Amazon warehouse, takes it to the $20, where you can potentially be able to sell it to the uh, 50, 60 to, to onwards. And these sort of measurements which we have put in place, rather you launch an oversized product. And obviously, if you're launching a, a, a gated category, then you have to have compliances, you have to have those certificates, which people really hardly bother to even get it. Yeah. Uh, because they just say it's too much hassle, I don't want to go for it. And that's what we teach them how to get those and how do you get uh, ungate your categories and sell in those is a huge money out there. Okay. Now, before we get into, you know, how people can contact you and things, uh, you know, as we did before, we always do something on the show called the or the TST 30 second tip. So what is a, a 30 second tip you can think of? It could be about just general Amazon strategy. It could be about how to hire a virtual assistant, anything you, uh, you want it to be about. Uh, well, I just wanted to, to tell to the people that if you want to scale yourself, if you want a big success, big success will never come alone. You have to have people working for you. You have to have people scaling for you because you need to work and prioritize your hours. You need to see either you doing the whole work or you hire people to, to do it for you. And then you work on a more business scaling, business planning rather than you doing everything. Yep. Most of the people feel like this, which needs to be changed. And that's the tip to scale up. Okay. I love it. I love it. Now, how can people reach out to you to get more information? And then also, what's the URL if I want to go directly to the website where I can start searching the directory uh, of the uh, enablers uh, virtual certified virtual assistant so I can perhaps uh, hire one if I wanted to? Yeah, enablers.org slash certificates. That's the URL. Obviously, if, if you want to get in touch with us, then enablers.org is our website. Uh, if you want to uh, go in our group e-commerce by enablers, which is enablers.org slash group, uh, that's what uh, it works. All right. Well, guys, um, you know, if you are an influencer out there or, or somebody interested in, in in the country, I highly recommend going there. It's amazing food, amazing uh, scenery, uh, amazing people and hospitality. And there's a there's a hunger over there for for e-commerce knowledge that that I've never seen uh, anywhere else. So I highly highly recommend. It. It's not easy. Uh, well, let's be honest. You know, yeah, it's very difficult to get a visa. Um, hopefully that'll that'll get uh, easier later. But I've 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 done it twice now, so I've proven it can work. So I highly recommend uh, uh, going over there. And um, Sakib, it's uh, really great to see the, the progress uh, that you and your team have made there in that country and and all you've accomplished. Very impressive and. Uh, I definitely want to reach out to you, um, you know, next year and, and see 
maybe you, you've got 2 million <laughs> in the group by then. Brilliant. Thank you very much. It's, it's a great honor and a pleasure always to talk to you either face-to-face or online. So uh, thank you very much for you as well, who who been really supporting Pakistan and, uh, and the people uh, who has been working really hard for this. Thank you so much. And hopefully next time we see each other, this time you'll come to visit uh, me over here in the, in the USA. I will. I will. Sure. I'm planning for it. Awesome.